Hello, ballers, and a bro fist to you all, you smart, shining, beautiful people on this fine Friday afternoon. Man's full of cheese. Oh, so full of cheese. I could just go to sleep right now. Let's rest on my microphone like this. We'll call it an ASMR stream. Nobody will care, right? It's all fine. It's just as good as drama time. I'll just lean into the mic. <sighs> Give it that old face because uh, for the first time since before Christmas, I actually got to spend a couple of hours with my wife. Oh, what? Ugh, that's how busy it's been. So we, we had fondue. You guys ever had fondue? No, there'll be none of that. No. Shh. Shh. Oh, fondue. Sweet Moses. It wasn't even very nice. That's the truth of it. That's the truth of it. It wasn't even very nice. <laughs> it was just gooey cheese that was ordinary. But it's guys so heavy. <laughs> it's so heavy. It's so oh my god. Uh, it's some sort of bread donut thing. <sighs> it was. It, it wasn't nice. That was the thing. That was the thing. It wasn't particularly nice. But it was melted cheese, which in and of itself is God's juices. And that's what we must remember. It is melty cheese, which is so hard to say no to. It is. It's very hard to say no to a melty cheese. Uh, I couldn't say no anyway. <laughs> I was sucked in. <laughs> she sucked me in and she got me with the melty cheese. And, and now it's uh, now it's, I want to get warm and cozy. I need a quill immediately. But we have like a good hour left of work to do for this afternoon because it is, of course, drama time. It's, of course, drama time. And you may remember, not that long ago, we had an interesting story from a lady who was stalked cross-country by a boy. A boy, a hungry, thirsty boy, who traveled across the nation in order to visit his, uh, I don't know, what's the neckbeardy word for a lady? Damsel? I need a, I need a neckbeardy word. I need a word that a man who would like to wear a cape would say. In reference to a girl. Uh, beloved. Oh, oh, beloved. Mm, maiden. Oh, sick. Disgusting. A fine maiden. Oh, god damn it. Thought god. <laughs> Milady. Yeah, a damsel maiden. Something along those lines. Um, but my god, it has inspired the girls. As it inspired the girls who... I don't know, girls. I don't know why you're trying to meet guys through these video games. They do us no favors as males. <laughs> they do us no favors. They do us no favors. Uh, but, um, yeah, the girls are like, you think that's a story? <laughs> Let me get... <laughs> Move over, yeah? Hold my fucking beer while I deal with this situation. I have more drama stories written by girls sent in in the last two weeks or whatever it was since we had that story than I've ever seen ever on Drama Time. We have a large female audience for Drama Time, uh, but now they're, they're just like, it takes that inspiration. They hear that story. They're like, I got this. I got this. So we're going to have a little bit of fun here. We're going to have two stories by the girls and then we're going to have one of the lads fight back because it's only fair. Equality and all that, right? That's what I'm all about in 2019. We're all about fair, keeping it even keeled, not making our opinions extreme. Nah, I'm full of shit. But that's what uh, that's what we're going to be doing today. We're going to have some fun with this. I think it's going to be good. <clears throat> Beta males are coming out. <laughs> we're going to have some fun. Uh, oh, I'm slightly floating. You see that? I'm slightly floating. 
Why am I floating? Look at that. There's a slight float, which I don't think anybody would have even noticed if I hadn't pointed it out. Ooh, oh, oh, it's snapping. There we go. Probably about a little bit. There we go. Perfect. Okay. <coughs> Excuse me. So, as is tradition, when the ladies write a tale, is they like your opinion. And I'm talking to you, live audience, and of course, you on the YouTubes. Uh, on whether or not the decisions made were in fact correct. So we're going to call this a generic guild. So do you want to come up with a generic guild name? It's a little bit out of the ordinary for what we usually request, because usually it's something edgy, something RP-based, something along those lines. But what they would like today is something ordinary. Something very or generic. Something generic. So we need some names. Name box, come here, friend. We uh, and we'll go with uh, <laughs> big boy, big boy. I like this, big boy, spelt this way. So many of you on Patreon start your name with big. <laughs> uh, casual mythics, fight for justice. Oh my god, I'm so bored reading these. Uh, <laughs> Heroes of the Horde. Locked out, Ogre. <laughs> wipe it up. Yeah, that's pretty generic. Wipe it up. We'll have wipe it up. There you go. That's about as generic as it gets. That's a, that's 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 about as generic as it gets. Okay. <clears throat> Are we ready on this fine Friday to have some fun? Locked out, Justice. Beverly Skills. Oh. <laughs> You're killing me. You're killing me. No no Latin names. Nothing. No Latin from you guys. I'm, I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed. Okay. A month or so ago, my husband, Big Boy, and I joined Wipe It Up. North American Guild. So, as we know, not very good. That's all right. <laughs> it does say in parentheses. Parentheses here. Please use the real guild name. It's their real name, and I feel the community should be warned of guilds that are run by sociopaths. Now, while that is your opinion, we do like our anonymity on Drama Time. I have no intention of using this show to throw anybody under the bus. Have people recognize the stories told, even with all the anonymity? Yes, if they're involved directly. Have we have anybody ever fish out in four years of doing drama time? No. Nobody has ever been catfished or anything like that. So we will maintain our anonymity for today. Uh, so hello, Preacher, and hello, chat. I love you all. I have been with you for years. Oh, she likes you guys. See? I think she's buttering you up. I think, I think there's some buttering going on here. I'm a resto druid. I am level 360. Ooh, feels bad. Elitist. Oh, it's all right, boys. It's all good. And my husband is a 375 shadow priest, like a man. Yeah. The little wife with a 360 item level can look upon my my majesty as a 375 shadow priest. Saved <laughs> the big carry. When we first joined the guild, wipe it up, there was some miscommunication or confusion, which we weren't sure where it came from. Interesting. They seem to think that Big Boy was a holy priest because he would play... Sh I don't blame the guild for that. What, Shadow? I thought you were memeing. Really? They thought Big Boy was holy and that I didn't want to raid at all. <coughs> hmm. <laughs> well, this is a bummer because we just joined a raid guild 
And one spec's incorrect, and the other one doesn't seemingly want to raid. Uh, hmm, problems. As a productive uh, after a productive talk with two seemingly level-headed officers, a mage and rogue, this little kick was worked out. Or so I thought. So we do need a raid leader in here. I don't think it's mentioned again. Let's have the imbued. Let's have imbued here for this. <clears throat> the imbued, the raid leader, and GM joined our call and explained that we have two resto druids already. And they formed the decision. He came to the conclusion, did our GM, that three resto druids would be fine. That'll be fine. That won't be a problem at all. Three resto druids won't be too bad, mainly because one of them could never stay till the end of the raid. Which is a pickle when you're doing progress. I had no fears or worries. The imbued's voice made me feel assured we weren't causing any sort of issues with this little mix-up. It's fine. Now, the raids, unfortunately, were lukewarm. At best. Lukewarm in both atmosphere and raid progression. Eh, it's But the raid times were perfect, and they had room for both my husband and myself. Now, I tried not to be myself. Our girl. I tried to not crack a wise joke here and there. I tried hard to keep the atmosphere as quiet and stale as imbued like the raids to be. Great. <laughs> well, the last thing we can have in raids is any jokes. There'll be none of that. There'll be none of no jokes. No, no, none of that. No, we want it to be precise, down the middle, military, through and through, maximum focus at all times. It's a raid rule that fun should be kept out of the raid. None of that. Not here. We're serious. The other healers outgeared me by about 20 item levels. But I kept pace. And one of the couple, on a couple of the boss kills, I was the top healer. I thought this was strange. And approached the healing lead officer who was, even more strangely, the druid who has, was, and has, both the lowest healing and the highest in gear. And also the same healer who didn't stay for the whole raid. So their healing officer is the person who leaves before the raid finishes regularly. That's a good choice. I think so. I think it's a good sign. I like it when officers don't stay till the end of the raid. Sets a good example. Why should anyone else, right? TV's on. Good show starting. New episode of Black Mirror. I gotta go. League of Legends stream starting. I gotta go. Officers leave all the time. It's fine. <coughs> it's all good. No problem at all. Sounds good to me. I tried to make small talk with her about gear, stats. Oh my god. Druid blog. <clears throat> but the atmosphere was frosty, cold. The second week, I got a piece of loot. A helmet. Mm. Is that Azerite? Uh... I asked a warlock to open a portal. Now listen. I asked a warlock to open a portal and hearth to my bank to grab some more food and fix my transmog. Ladies and gentlemen, do we immediately, after getting new loot, leave the raid in order to fix our transmogs? <laughs> do we do that? Now, I think we might have a variety of answers here. 
<laughs> Did we do that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> the correct answer is just check or just say something. Do you mind if I look to my bank for a minute? <clears throat> I accepted the summon back into the instance the very second... <laughs> the very second the raid leader noticed that I was not at the raid. He low-key flipped the fuck out that I had just left the raid, but I didn't say anything. Shh, keep it quiet. Keep it quiet. Someone I don't know who dubbed me in and piped up, she's back now. And we moved on. Mm, see, I would notice that. I would, I'm not going to lie. I would notice if I gave somebody loot that they immediately just left the raid and came back later to fix their transmog. Without saying, can I go and fix my transmog or something? Like, you just straight up just piece the fuck out to go and fix your transmog. We're clearing trash. You know, doing the raid itself. You're out checking your fucking fashion out. I'd be a little pissed. I would be. I would be. I'd be a little pissed. I would be. Well, they're probably in a section that doesn't allow the mounting, right? Okay. <clears throat> Two weeks of raids and my plus and war mode go by. I made a friend, or perhaps two, but I was acutely aware that there was a group. A clique. That didn't really enjoy my presence in guild chat or discord. It wasn't painfully obvious, but I'm overly intuitive and empathetic, to a fault even, and I could read the room. A frostiness, a chill in the air that would permeate whenever I would speak or type around this group of people. Later that week, I learned that my good friend was returning to World of Warcraft and would be restarting our old guild. I was ecstatic because it was the best guild I'd ever been in until it fell to shit because of drama. We were semi-hardcore in Emerald Nightmare, this old guild of mine. I loved it there. The GM and the raid leader I met there was like a brother to me. He told me he had gathered some of the people from our old guild, sans the dickheads that caused drama, some of his real-life friends, some significant others, and some people from a guild he was in before I knew him. A hardcore mythic raiding guild, no less. People had been contacted, messages sent, things in the pink, a discord had been created. And it was full of these players within 48 hours. His raid roster was already complete. And he was making a full return to the game, the next raid tier. And I was hype. I was hype. He would make the raid times work for both me and Big Boy. The atmosphere and progression would be far better than what we had in Wipe It Up. I was needed, he said. And respected by them already. And I wouldn't have to deal with this frosty fuck guild much longer. Now, how to tackle this? We've only just joined, alright? We're fresh-faced. Time to be respectful. I respectfully approached the leadership with this information. Instead of keeping it to myself, I was never aware that I cut off or interrupted anybody during this conversation. But in hindsight, I guess I should have held my cards anyway. We told them we're going to be leaving. Big Boy and I continued to raid with Wipe It Up. But I could tell that the attitudes towards me had become chillier since the announcement that we were going to leave in a few weeks. So they've done a good thing. 
we're going to be leaving in a few weeks. Just let you know. Old guild starting up. Some old friends. I want to play with them. So we're not leaving like immediately or anything. But we can if you want us to. But we are going to be leaving in a few weeks. We're just letting you know now. No better way of handling a guild leaving, right? Sounds good to me. We helped wipe it up. Get there ahead of the curve. We joined in on their weekly farm night. We donated materials and to banter in Discord as if you could even label this guild's bland word speech as bants. I recall mentioning sometime during the farm night about how excited I was that my old friend was returning and that I would be an officer and I was excited to contribute to my good friend's guild. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen... Do you really want to hear people in your guild raid chat talk about how excited they are to go and play with other people soon and leave you? <laughs> Not really, no. <laughs> Can't wait to play with my other friends. It's going to be so good. I'm going to be an officer. They're really funny as well. Yeah. Leaving you guys soon. It's going to be so good. Like, I can't even... You guys don't know. Like, I mean, you've got your guild and stuff and everything's fine here. And, you know, it's pretty boring. But where I'm going is going to be so much better. So much better. Like, I can't even tell you. <clears throat> I guess this is what did it, question mark. Yes. Yes, this is what did it. This is the one. Today, out of the blue, shocked and stunned, Big Boy and I were booted... From Wipe It Up. Booted from the Discord while I was sitting in the general voice channel. Nothing was said to me. Imbued approached Big Boy. Approached Big Boy. And I will attach an image of the whisper log for your viewing pleasure. And I cried. I cried a lot, actually. Like I said, I'm overly empathetic. I feel my emotions easily. But the way this shit went down, I feel wronged. It was an injustice, she says. I gave my time and energy towards their pathetic ahead of the curve. I donate, donated my gold and materials. I was a productive member of the raid team and between Big Boy and I, more than pulled our own weight. I don't understand. I feel used. If the leadership of Wipe It Up were decent people, shouldn't they have pulled me aside and spoken to me before booting? Perhaps Big Boy was just looking for a reason to be, uh, no, imbued was looking for a reason to be rid of us now instead of later. But still, is this how you treat other people? Fuck them. Let them earn their karma. Am I right? Thank you for reading my little tale. Everybody, please take the time to be kind and respectful to each other. I kind of feel like you fucked this up. <laughs> I think the chat probably agrees with me. Even from your telling of your side of the story, it still feels like you kind of fucked this up. No guild anywhere is going to be happy with someone else bringing up the, the betterness they're going to than where they are right now. I know from your perspective, it's because you're just going playing with other friends. I understand what you're saying. But from their perspective... You're glowing heavily, like really glowing, and sh simultaneously just shitting on their guild. Well, we have this image of the whisper log. Let's see if we can get another side of the story, because this, of course, contains the words that were spoken by 
the imbued, the GM of the guild. So before we draw judgment, before we cast down our hammers, which of course, as we all know on Drama Time, are final and binding, let's listen. <clears throat> the imbued. Hey. So I'm not sure how to word this, but I've had a few people tell me that Arthur has been talking to them about your guy's new guild and feel as if she's trying to recruit them. I mean... There have been five people so far who have mentioned this to me. Now, of course, nothing in the story we got told mentions anything about recruitment or bringing players with them. In fact, it was pretty clearly made in the story we were told that the raid roster was already full. Hmm. Big boy responds. We aren't doing that. I promise. The imbued. At this point in the road... I think it is best that you guys part ways with us and start your adventure, and I wish you all the luck in it. That's the GM of the current guild. Big boy responds. Thank you for upsetting the wife and getting my dinner burnt. (laughs) The imbued. I tried to be as respectful as possible. You guys had intended on leaving anyway, and it just felt awkward. I didn't want to just remove you without saying anything. This is why I messaged you. I truly do wish you guys the best of luck in your future endeavors. Big boy responds. She's still crying. We did nothing against this guild. We even were supportive on donation night, even knowing we were heading out soon. We even wanted to come back on casual night to hang out the imbued i'm honestly really sorry man it wasn't personal for the donations i specifically asked you guys not to but you had insisted if you gave me a list of what you donated i would be happy to send it back there are a few instances with arthur that had stuck out to me such as stopping raid to go and transmog interrupting people while they were talking including me during the meeting big boy response did we offend some officer i was only ever being sarcastic the imbued you no (laughs) you no you didn't the final straw was when we were having the meeting as she cut me off while i was talking to tell everybody that you guys were leaving and just a number of other times where she would cut people off i'm not even sure she realizes she's doing it but there have been more than a few people messaging me about her. And I really hate to tell you this. I was hoping this could be amicable and I wouldn't have to say anything extra. Big boy responds. Waiting a few days and we would have excused ourselves politely. The imbued. I had waited a few days. But today when I had people messaging me saying they felt like they were being poached... I felt like I had to take action. Obviously, I care for the guild first and foremost, and I'm honestly sorry that I've upset her and possibly you so much. Big Boy says, She never PM'd anyone, saying that they could be... Uh, anything that could be construed as a word, you would could come with us. To which, uh, Imbued's final message on it, I won't name any names, but I promise I am not making things up. <coughs> Good GM! At least in this conversation. 
good GM, at least in this conversation. Now, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But, and I know the author. <laughs> I know the author. They've been a member of this community for a long time. But I have to say, got to keep it down the line. I have to say, I think you might have fucked this up, Arthur. I think you might have fucked it up. I think so. I'm not memeing. I think you fucked this up. I don't think you realized you fucked it up, but I'm pretty sure you fucked it up. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you fucked it up. Yeah. It does appear that way, doesn't it? Yeah, it does appear that way. It does appear that way. I think you fucked it up. Maybe you didn't... I don't think you realized you fucked it up, but I think you probably fucked this up. I think the things you were saying because you were excited came across really rude to other people. That's what I'm thinking has happened here. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. I do know who you are. Uh, but yeah, sorry. <laughs> I, I've got to call it as I see it. i got to call it as I see it. Otherwise, it just look like skamas right and we don't want to look like skamaz that would be terrible that's not how we like to run things on drama time so there you go okay <laughs> i think the chat agrees with me sorry not sorry i've got to say as it is boys i've got to be the man that's my job as the judge and i am the judge you guys aren't the judge i'm the judge i get to cast down the decision yeah, the GM did a good message there, but that it's hard to say. Have you ever spoken to a GM who was full of shit uh, all the time, and then when they get into like a, a serious moment, it's all very, uh, it's all like they're in, they're in the docks or something, and they're like, oh, yeah, that's what we must. Let me have this very serious conversation with you. Very, very serious. So you don't, you never know. It could be a limited conversation. Who knows? Do we ever find out the real, real truth? That's the question. But what we can do is make speculation based on the information we know. And that's a good part of the fun. I like doing that. And I think you guys like doing that too. That makes me a happy boy. <clears throat> I am the law. I am the law. When it comes to drive time, I am the law. I am indeed the law. Okay. <clears throat> okay. We need a boy. <laughs> we need a boy. Uh, we'll go with Death Tooth. Death Tooth. Death Tooth. Burnt the dinner though. That's your first mistake. You burnt the dinner. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Are we ready? I think so. A hearty hello to you, Preacher, from Team Australia. Good day, mate. Oh, good day, lady. Like so many before me, I feel compelled to tell my tales of Warcraft woes. Warcraft. <laughs> dinner did nothing wrong. Think about it. It was the year 2011. I had just met my first boyfriend. Ah, Death Tooth. Death Tooth was an online and tabletop gamer. Whoa. Real nerd shit. Yeah. And when we met, my idea of online gaming was Farmville. I really wanted this relationship to work. So when he introduced me to World of Warcraft, I pretended to give a shit. Ah, that's love. Pretending to give a shit is a big deal. I like it. We created my first character. <laughs> You're a guy. You're a guy who's met a girl. You're going to introduce her to World of Warcraft, boys. You got to um, got to get her a character. What character should we pick for this girl's first time into World of Warcraft? Hmm. Hmm. We created my first character, a blood elf priest. 
And he created a Blood Elf Warlock to help me level. <laughs> I'll help you level. I didn't think I'd be interested in something like this game. But after approximately 30 minutes, that was it. It was the heroin in the arm and I was addicted. He went back and forth playing the game over the coming months, but I was working my way towards level 85 before he had even hit level 30 on his character. As it turns out, boys, Death Tooth was actually really shit at World of Warcraft. Even worse than me. <laughs> I am your typical... Loner player, working on achievements, mounts, and reputation collections. And I'm also one of those weirdos that level up in the current expansion to finish off old expansion content. True, apparently quite a lot of people do this. I was unaware of this phenomena. This phenomena is you level up to do the past expansion. And with that's your gameplay style. You don't do any of the current content. Seems odd to me. But apparently it is a thing. I've heard about it many, many times. When he would come to stay over, he would continuously be ganked by Alliance on our realm. And I would hear him screaming, <laughs> literally screaming in frustration from the other room every time he would die. And no, this did not trigger any warning signs for me that I may be dating a potential psychopath on the edge of a mental breakdown. <laughs> I would have to... Go and be his knight in shining armor. And come and save him. Just so I would have somebody to play with. Aww. Aww. <laughs> we eventually got our first guild invite to your typical toxic World of Warcraft guild. It was in this guild that I met a level 85 DK. Oh, we need another name. Uh, let's go with... Uh, let's go with Pan. Yes, my dude, the Pan. I do like you, Pan. You send nice emails. You're a very nice person. Come on, Pan. A level 85 DK, Pan. He came to help me doing the Crucible of Carnage. Do you remember those? Do you remember we used to have those? What's the last expansion we had those? Did we have one in Legion? A little arena for leveling? I always loved those. Big chunky XP. Nice and fun. The Crucible of Carnage in Twilight Highlands. Now, I must confess, having someone to... Be my knight in shining armor, for once, was very attractive in need. <laughs> Doing the crucible of carnage is not a knight in shining armor. It's not. It isn't. It isn't really. Come on now. <laughs> That's not like the hero. He's not the black knight that soared from the skies in order to save you, right? It's the Crucible of Carnage. Let's be honest. Come on now. Let's not say my knight in shining armor. Very attractive though. Works for our girl here. Achieving this together brought on a fast and intense relationship. God, it's like they've been through an action movie together. Especially after he found out that I was a G-I-R-L <laughs> girl. We went off daily doing adventures and achievements together. He helped run me through ICC to get achievements, which I could never have dreamed or been able to do without his help. Oh my God, what a guy. Isn't he a hero? Isn't he? That's Pan for you. That's Pan. Damn that guy. We killed the whale shark in Vashia. We leveled other characters together. He stopped me from being ganked all the time while leveling, and he even dabbled in PvP. It opened up an entire new part of the game for me, which basically fueled an even more intense addiction. 
Khan is such a chad. <laughs> it got to a point where Death Tooth and I hardly spoke anymore. I didn't have time for Death Tooth with my busy WoW schedule. <laughs> when you have a WoW addiction, it's honestly easier to date someone <laughs> someone on who also has a WoW addiction. So you can spend all your time together in-game getting shit done. Death Tooth and I eventually broke up, which was happy news for Pan. On hearing this news, he asked me if I'd like to work on with him on a real-life relationship. We lived in the same country, but on opposite sides, and I was just about to start college. He offered to fly over to meet me to see if there was any chemistry between us. This is exactly one hour after me telling him about my relationship breakup. That's Pan. Ultra Chad. Yeah? He saw the opportunity. Did he wait? Did he think about it? Did he wait for it? Any moment? No. That's not how Pan rolls. You know? It's Pan's booked a plane ticket. It's been 60 minutes since your relationship ended. Pan's on a plane. Understand how alpha as fuck Pan is. Literally on a plane. Straight away. What a guy. Uh... My naive, oh, my naive and sheltered mind sensed no danger from Pan. No fear, but you should, because there's a predator in the room, a tiger, yeah? You should be afraid. So I said yes, and he went ahead planning to come on over for two weeks, a two-week stay. <laughs> a two-week stay. First meeting, two weeks, that can't see any problems. There might be no chemistry within the first 30 seconds of us meeting each other. You know, but let's just book for two weeks. No questions asked. Easy game. That's how Pan rolls. Pan's got his own chemistry set. Do you understand? You, there's no, you're a female. Chemistry. That's how Pan is. Don't give a fuck. When we met at the airport, sparks flew. There was a definite and immediate attraction. Pan in the building. While he was over, we spent, we went on a bunch of real-life adventures together, like camping, uh, survived the worst storm the island uh, we were camping on had seen in 60 years, our tent broke, our air mattress exploded, which meant we had to sleep in a pool of water at the bottom of the broken tent. You know what Pan would have done, don't you? So here's the situation. We've got no tent, no mattress, and it's wet on the floor. Pan lies in the puddle, yeah, creating himself as a bed, she lies on top of him, bone dry all night in certain places. Fucking Pan. Pan nails it again. Legend. Legend of Pan. Strikes. Oh no! Injury to Pan! He threw his knee out, bike riding up a hill and could barely walk to the docks to board the boat to get off the godforsaken island. We fished, kayaked, hiked with his busted knee. Pan hiked with a busted knee. Pan hiked with a busted knee. It was great for me anyway. Fucking pan. Thick. Thick pan. <laughs> On his last day there, we hugged and waved goodbye to each other at the airport. And he cried in my arms before he boarded the plane. Well, what happened? Hang on a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> no, it can't go from... It can't go from Pan hiked with his busted knee to Pan crying in the airport. No, I don't like... What a, that's not a good plot twist. 
I don't like it. Pan started crying. Why is Pan crying? Pan doesn't cry. Aw, oh, Pan! I... <laughs> but then it follows up with this. On the last day there, we hugged and waved goodbye to each other at the airport, and he cried in my arms before he boarded the plane. I didn't feel that emotional. To be honest, I needed some space. <laughs> I feel bad for Pat. <laughs> it's probably done permanent, <laughs> permanent injuries to his knee. And she didn't even give a fuck. <laughs> oof. <laughs> Big oof. We continued to talk online, webcam and game together over the coming months to where he decided he wanted to move to be with me. Oh, Pan, what happened? In my infinite wisdom, I felt this was a good idea, even though I barely knew this guy, and he would be moving in with me and my parents while I attended college. This is 10 out of 10. Really is. Just, it's just good decision after good decision after good decision. That's what I like about it. It's strategic. It's mindful. It's good. It's good. I, I spot no issues. But there was only one thing I had to do. I had to come over to his place, in fairness. Uh, in fairness, for a fortnight and meet his parents to see if they approved of me and our relationship. Mm, parental judgment. I thought this was a bit weird as he was an almost 40-year-old man and he could do what he liked. He was 40 and he cried at the airport? That's a yikes, isn't it? Can I get a yikes in the chat? <laughs> Can I get a yikes in the chat? <laughs> 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 it's a big yikes uh, okay but i agreed and went over all right we're doing this i only you might be able to tell right now i kind of just skimmed the first part of the story it seems solid so we're, we're we're in territory we're in unknown territory together now we're in unknown territory boys when he picked me up at the airport he explained to me that he still lived with his parents and we'd both be staying with them while I was over. 40, you say? Alright. I didn't really have a choice to flee. As I was on the other side of the country and I didn't know anybody. Okay. <laughs> We're going in. We went to his house and I met his parents. It started off well enough, of course. But as the evening went on, his mother, Bex... His mother, went, his mother Bex, went on to tell me that her sister was the high priestess of a witch's coven, and that she had cursed their entire family. I see what inspired you to write this for us. There's a lot of witches in these WoW communities. Bex also went on to tell me that she had an invisible friend she could talk to. So if I hear her talking to herself, it's just her talking to a friend. Now, I'm not making this up, and I have a pretty decent poker face, so I just bluffed it off by saying, oh, okay, that's cool. Oh, no. Oh, sweet Moses. <laughs> this is a Nicolas Cage situation. We've got a class four Nicolas Cage situation. We need to abort get out now. As the trip progressed, I realized Bex was far too involved in his life. As I said, he was nearly 40. And while we were there, she bought him some new clothes and underwear. Okay. <laughs> 
Poggers. That's mental. It is. It's pretty mental. (laughs) Whenever we would go out for the day, she'd ask to come along every time. Whenever we tried to have sex, she would constantly try to come into the room without knocking or rattle the door handle and speak outside the door for about 25 minutes. While I would just sit there under the blankets to cover my modesty. Aww. Plus one for modesty. Right, girls? I'm calling it the modesty. We call it Big Old Bush. Hiding that bush. It was after one of these episodes. It was after one of these episodes. When Pan was in the shower. She came to speak with me in his room and explained to me that Pan is very important to her. And that previously he had had some mental health problems. And that she was very worried and didn't want Pan to leave her. Oh no. Pan must remain at mother's side. Within Bex's bosom for the eternity. We must keep Pan safe. Okay. It got worse though. Good. It's getting worse boys. Are we ready? Are we all strapped in? I hope so. While I was over there, Pan was still working. Which I understood as he was trying to save as much money as he could before moving and as I was studying full time. Which, yes, was still the plan. Even after all the bullshit with his mother Bex, it was at this time also I found out he was a carer for autistic autistic people and mainly a severely autistic 20-year-old man called August. Whilst I was there... Big money was to be made in doing what the carers called sleepovers. A.K.A. having August stay at their house for the entire night until mid-morning. When August's parents would pick him up again. Oh, okay. So they come and stay at their house. Oh, that's cool. Again, it started off great. But I didn't realize that... August would be sleeping on a mattress at the foot of our bed in the same room. (coughs) Okay. I rolled with it. But come midnight, I woke to the sound of August humping the shit out of his mattress until he yelped and went silent. Oh, he was jacking off August. <laughs> He's jacking it. I, w- I woke Pan up and explained what the fuck had happened. To which Pan, calm as a cucumber, said, Yeah, August does that sometimes. Now, maybe I've lived a sheltered life. I've never been around anybody with severe autism. It was only the beginning of my nursing schooling at this time, but... I have to say, I did not feel comfortable with this at all. What does your chat think about this situation? Well, <laughs> classic August. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Prove 10 out of 10. Okay. Probably not the right place to ask. I don't know. <laughs> oh my, uh. Anyway, let's push on. In the morning, Pan said we should take August to the shops and get some groceries. We sat down, had ice cream, and something must have triggered August because he flipped out. He stood up, threw the table in front of me across the food court area, and began screaming. He attempted to pick up and throw a chair, but Pan managed to get him down 
uh, calming. Once we got him out of the shops and reasonably settled, we dropped we dropped him back at home with his parents. And Pam took me to the beach where we sat for some time in silence. Oh, that sounds like a fun afternoon, doesn't it? After <laughs> Pam drove to a car park in a block of buildings and asked if I could give him a blowjob. Now his mother wasn't around. <laughs> Chadmaster strikes again. Boom. <laughs> Chadmaster strikes again. Well, mum's not here, right? Bex is out. Let's play. Let's play. I like the way you just asked. How do you drop the question? I'm not saying I haven't had this happen to me, but I never asked. <laughs> I, never was like, I don't know how you approach the question. So, uh, hmm. I was wondering. I don't know. Maybe maybe you can chat it out. Maybe I'm not chat enough. But that's probably what it is. It's probably what it is. Got them gamer tits. It's not me. I obliged though. Zang. I obliged. Uh, thinking we wouldn't have to do anything later when his mother was around while trying to get some D. She's in. Game on. <laughs> Game on. You're right. Mum's not around. Let's play. After we finished, he pointed out that a building directly in front of the car and told me that's where his psychiatrist worked. <laughs> my boy has just shot his cannon into her mouth and before she could even brush her teeth he's telling her we she just gave him head in front of the psychiatrist office i can't imagine i can't imagine anything a girl would want to hear more actually the more i think about it i think it's really good I like it. I think it's, I think it's an alpha play. It's an alpha play. When it was time to go home, to the airport, to safety, to my seemingly normal and uneventful life, he said he would be going ahead uh, with and planning to come and move over to be with me, with me as soon as possible. Pan started to cry again as I began walking, near running towards the boarding gate. I have never felt less like crying and yet more relieved in my, in my entire life. Once I got home, we continued to speak. But my relationship, but the relationship could quickly unravel. Apparently, Bex didn't like me and didn't approve of me. <laughs> Mother said no. Mother said no, boys. She said it was because I didn't appreciate family involvement and family values. Did Pan tell his mummy about blowing a load in front of the psychiatrist's office? Family values, I might add. Did Pan mention that to Mama Bex? I wonder. I decided the best maneuver was to transfer to an American server at the beginning of Mr. Pandaria. I figured if I met another man online, it would make it extremely difficult and troublesome to meet up being on different sides of... You moved continents in-game. You virtually moved to the other side of the world. Wow. Big plays. Big plays were needed at this point. It would definitely be troublesome meeting up on different sides of the world to each other and deter me from another fucking shit show. Hell of a bold maneuver. Hell of a bold maneuver. It was here I met a good social guild. 
called Come on a Chest. And they were great. Again, I got back the zest for the game, having people to game with and go on adventures together, and not taking things too seriously. It was in this guild that I met a husband and wife duo, two alcoholic taxidermists from Chicago. the hell is going on in your life what's happening what what all right (laughs) what's going on the guild ended up disbanding as the lady alcoholic taxidermist had an affair with the guild master she left her husband moved to north carolina to be with the gm Oh my god, the GM ended up being a douche and she tried to move back in with the taxidermy husband, but he wouldn't take her back. Wow. (laughs) And the guild imploded and disbanded. Nowadays, I just remain guildless as it causes too much trouble to become involved with other people and their problems. Pause! Pop the brakes. Okay. I'm not saying your attitude isn't justified. But I do have to point out here, it is my sworn duty as a World of Warcraft content creator with my over a decade of experience, that your experience is not reflective of the norm. It's really important that I get that out there. I understand why you're guildless. You've seen some things. You have. You've seen some things. But it is not reflective of the norm. Okay? Just saying, it's not normal. It's not normal. There's... Yeah, that's this is not your average guild situation. That's all I'm saying. It's not. <clears throat> but but in Wars of Draenor, I met a sane and awesome Australian man in the same state as me. We met up and have been together ever since. He introduced me to your channel and encouraged me to write in with my stories. We are expecting our first baby in June 2019. New adventures await. Come a long way since blowing that guy in the psych- in the car park, haven't you? Hey, hey. I thought I'd just remind you of that after that really good news. I'm just saying, A to B and all that. A to B. world of warcraft for and many things to curse world of warcraft for but the good presently outweighs the bad thank you for listening to a few of my little stories over the years and interesting and completely psychotic people that you truly can meet online p.s i looked up pan on Voorhees a few years later please see attached photos uh uh i can't show his face Yeah, um, hold on. <laughs> How can I... Hold on. I could do this. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm going to replace him. Now, I'm not going to show it, but I'm going to give you an idea of what it's trying to demonstrate. <laughs> there's, a, there's a point to this, actually, Mr. August. There's a point here. It's not you. Don't worry. Let me... Okay. I think I think you'll quite like this actually. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's worth giving me a minute to sort this out. It's worth it. Trust me. <laughs> okay, this is what happens. Basically, what we have here is a situation that occurs once you get the uh, the psychiatry the the blow in the parking lot. Perfect. Gorgeous. Yes. Sorry, this is taking a minute. I want to make sure I don't dox this guy. Okay. We're almost there, boys. I need a picture of me. Perfect. Oh, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> okay, okay, okay. You ready? So, we have... <laughs> we have... The good, you know, this is the before picture, all right? Can you see it says before? You see, you can see the before picture. Got a nice clean haircut going on. Looking smooth, looking delicious. Everything's good. Then you get blown in a car park and boom. It becomes the head and all beard. <laughs> there you go. Perfection in a nutshell. <laughs> this is what happens. This is what happens when you get blown in a car park. Before blow, yeah. Well, that ruined the illusion. There you go. That is the full on. That's the dream right there. It looks like someone who gets blown in a car park. Feels. Pan is still in this chat crying again. No, don't cry, Pan. Don't, 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 don't cry. Don't cry. Remember the good times. He'll get me if he goes to Australia for it. Fair dues. I want to meet his mother. I wouldn't even be that mad. I like family values. Ladies and gentlemen, it, ooh, it's 5 2. Yeah, that brings us to the end of this week's Drama Friday. Thank you so much for tuning in. And thank you to all the girls. I will read through the rest of these drama stories because I have about 13 stories from the ladies here uh, that need review. We might have to throw in an extra drama time uh, in order to get these out of the way because so many of you have written in with me, uh, written into me with all your interesting tales, which are all worth getting onto the show at some point. I hope they don't get lost in the ether. So I'll do my best for that. But other than that, I'm back on Monday. Have a great weekend, ladies and gentlemen. Do you need a proofreader? No, no. I only trust myself with drama time. Otherwise, information can leak and it can go all crazy, and that's not fun. So I will, I will bear the responsibility of drama time on my shoulders. Are there any dirty and kinky ones? Not so far. Sorry, boys. Uh, but have a great weekend. Thank you to all the subs I saw coming in while we were doing the show. Thank you, everybody, for the support. And I will be back on Monday with Mucho Funno. If there's any change to that plan, we might. We are currently starting our Resident Evil franchise playthrough in preparation for Resident Evil 2. We have finished our Souls Marathon. Five games crushed. Every single boss done. Uh, we'll be moving on to that. Other than that, I will see you again. Bye, everybody. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye.